What is happening, Crypto Land? My name is Phil. This is the Fun with Crypto podcast. We are in season two, and this is episode 19. Well, it's been another week. Went flying by. Lots going on. Bitcoin price moving up pretty quickly, aggressively, but then, you know, pulling back a little. Anyways, that's all that's all kinds of fun. So in this episode, we are going to do another interview. This is with a um, who's become a good friend of mine in Bitcoin um, and in crypto. Uh, his name is Tim Pace. I sat down, had a nice long conversation with Tim and he writes these articles, uh, these posts uh, on Facebook, but he also has some articles like these really, really um, in-depth articles about topics that a lot of us are confused about or a lot of us just don't really know everything about. And what's really great is, is that he he puts together the all, all the different perspectives that he can find, whether he agrees with those perspectives or not. And he details them. So I, I like the objective nature of, of what he writes, and I hope he keeps doing what he's doing. So without further ado, here is my interview with Tim Pace. All right, everybody in crypto land, I've got a very good friend of mine that I've gotten to know in Bitcoin. Um, I actually met him through originally probably through crypto coin trader, but really in cryptogle heads. Um, and that's that's where we began to chat a lot about Bitcoin. And I could see that uh, he was equally as passionate as I was, if not even more passionate in some cases, because he started. So I, I first started noticing that uh, he one of the things that he does in the cryptogle heads is, is that he he does uh, different um, analysis on cryptocurrencies and all, all the different ones, you know, all the different tokens and whatnot. And he put together these incredible write ups and they were always really informative and well structured. And he started to write more about Bitcoin and about lightning. And that writing was really, really beautiful. So anyways, you know, without further ado, I want to introduce uh, my buddy, uh, Tim Pace. Tim, how you doing? Good. It's cool. nice to be here, Phil. I appreciate the warm welcome. <laughs> That's awesome. So, um, okay, I guess, you know what, for all the listeners out there, let's start with you know the traditional rabbit hole story. How did how did you tumble down the rabbit hole? What got you into uh, into Bitcoin? Well, it's funny. I mean, it really, I can't even. Under, I don't even understand why I first decided to invest. I know I was seeing things about it on the internet because it was obviously going up in price. So more of the mainstream media was starting to uh, report on it. So it started catching my eye. Because, I mean, I really didn't pay attention before that. So around November of 2017, I was walking through the mall. I think it was my my brother's or sister. Yeah, it was my brother's birthday. I was getting him something. And on the way out, I noticed a big machine. So I walked up to it because I had never seen it before. And I'd been in that mall plenty of times. And it was a Bitcoin ATM. So, you know, it just spiked my interest. I just looked at it and I was like, I wonder how easy it is it's gonna, or how easy it's going to be to invest. So all it told me to do was throw my ID in there. It took a picture of me and $100 later, I was that deep in Bitcoin. So, you know, <laughs> after that, uh, I went home, I opened my wallet up. I, you know, I, messed, I didn't mess around with any alts for at least a couple of months, but uh, I had my in Bitcoin until it went up $20,000 and I watched all my profit 
go back down, you know, of course, because I was still new. I was just, I wasn't sure if I should cash out or not. And, you know, lesson learned. I could have, you know, increased my holdings, but it was just one of those things. I I got in right before it spiked. I got in around $8,000 of Bitcoin, or it was about $8,000 for one Bitcoin when I got in. And, you know, whenever I watched it spike to $20,000, it was a, it was a really good rush. I really enjoyed it. And, you know, after that, I was hooked. And I, the more I stuck around, the more I learned about Bitcoin and the more I appreciated it, not just for the aspect of making money, but also the, it's got a, it's a there's a lot more to it. Like the liberty aspect to it, it's uh, deflationary by nature instead of inflationary. Like, the money we've been forced to use for the last hundred years plus, you know. So it's just one of those things where it's nice to have an alternative. Yeah, it, it, it spoke to you on more than just the monetary level, but it sounds like it, it spoke to you with, on the philosophical level as well. Exactly. And I mean, uh, as a libertarian, it's really, uh, the more you learn about it, the more you realize, hey, this is, really intriguing and it's interesting you know because i've been a, i'm like a ron paul libertarian where i like sound money and people act like you know there's nothing backing bitcoin well there's nothing backing the u.s dollar either except for you know just people believe it's worth something so it is worth something it's the same way bitcoin works i mean there's a lot of uh electricity involved with creating bitcoin as well so there is some there is something backing it, but it's not something physical that you can hold in your hand. And there's also something more power. It's, it's powerful to have money like that. It's not just some people just don't understand that. You know what I mean? Having your own bank in your own pocket at all times, you don't have to worry about a middleman. You don't have to worry about them pumping out billions of dollars a year out of the printing press. Bitcoin is sound money. You can't, you know what I mean? You just you can't print it on demand. And that's that's just speak to everybody. Yeah, I, I agree. I um one one thing I, I like to say is is because, you know, of course all of this is an illusion, right? When it comes to, you know, because we all it all works because we believe it works, right? That's how it works with fiat. So that that's how it works with any currency. You know, it all works because we coerce to make it, it work. Well, you know what? Bitcoin is just a better illusion, you know? And it, it, it seems like it's part of our evolution and our, you know, as humans, we've evolved from using, you know, seashells for money all the way to computer code now. So it's, uh, I think it's natural and it was, it's, if it didn't happen 10 years ago, it's, it would have happened eventually. There was a lot of issues, uh, you know, along the way they've been trying to make something like this since the nineties and it's just taken a long time for them to uh figure out the double spending issue and you know i read it and i didn't even understand it until i you know i got into bitcoin and read but they they said that being able to send something that can't be copied on the internet is has a very has a lot of value and that's what bitcoin is you can't you know what i mean you're not going to be able to double spend it because of the way it's designed and it's something that they were fighting for years it's just interesting once you get into bitcoin and you start appreciating it more for than just making you money, you start to get curious about the history. And that's why I really started writing 
was because I was like, you know, this, this history is really interesting and it intrigues me. So I want to share my thoughts with people. And, you know, I've got a lot of good feedback from it. So I just kept on going and, you know, I really enjoy it. You, um, so, I mean, we're, we're going to talk about your writing a little bit more uh, later, but um, I, I did want to, you know, to your point, you, you, did, um, you did open a Medium account, right? And you started Correct. to, okay, so you know what, we're, we're going to publish, uh, at least we're, we're going to put a link to your, uh, you know, your, your Medium article on the, uh, the show notes. Yeah, that's fine. So that people that. can check that out. Yeah, that, that'd be cool. Um, so, so before we uh, we talk about like uh, some of the stuff you wrote, uh, just going back, okay? Like um, I, I noticed that. So when I met you, um, you were I don't know if you're moderator of Cryptoggle Heads, but you're I think you're one of the founders or something yeah, like well, that. Yeah, uh, Warren invited me to be a part of the group, and then over time I started providing a lot of content as far as the coin reviews and stuff. So he just uh, basically. I mean, it's, I wouldn't call it mod. I mean, I, I get to pick, I guess it is a mod, sort of a mod position, but it is, uh, it's Warren's group. I always respect his authority and stuff like that. But like I said, uh, it's, uh, it's a group we decided to make when we realized the group that shall not be named was, <laughs> you know, they were taking a lot of credit where credit wasn't due. They didn't, they were taking the credit for the content we were providing and they were, you know, they were just, they, to be honest, they weren't very honest people. So we just want, didn't want anything to do with them. So Warren created this group and it's a really good group. It's got uh, a good energy in it compared to a lot of the other groups I'm in. And uh, it doesn't, we don't let just anybody in. You have to be invited to come in there. So it's almost like uh, it just keeps out the people that, we don't that have negative energy. There's a lot of that energy in the space, and it's really a shame because, you know, a lot of new people will come in here, and it just it's a turn off when people are so rude. And that's what I like about crypto heads. We're like a family over there, and uh, you know, I started providing the. We, Warren had a had a goal to have coin reviews, so that way the group could. If they were looking to invest in a coin, they could come to the page and look up the coin reviews and see if we had done one or not. And it's a, it turned out <clears throat> it's something we were just trying out, and I ran with it, and I enjoyed doing it. And I'd come in, maybe do it two or three times a week when I first started, and then I started doing it a little less, a little less, and we got over 100, and I decided I was going to start focusing on a few other things. But the coin reviews... Are very were very influential at where I got started. I learned a lot about all these coins, doing them, and a lot about the consensus mechanisms and whatnot. It was very interesting to do all these coin reviews because uh, you learn there's a lot of coins in this space that have, uh, I mean, there's file sharing to video games. It's everything you can think of. It's it's a uh, it's very intriguing. So it's very interesting that you bring that up because, you know, um, I, I think you and I have had a similar type of journey. I, I may have started a little bit earlier than you because when I first started buying Bitcoin, I, it was at uh, about $490. So, yeah, you started way before me. So, but, but for some reason, everybody, or I shouldn't say everybody, but it seems a majority of us, you know, trickle down this shitcoin rabbit hole. 
And it's like, it's very interesting, right? Because you, you did these coin reviews, you know, we have different paths, but, you know, many paths or all paths lead to, to Rome. And, um, right. and like in, in that way, you know, you, you know, you, you're a Bitcoiner. So it's like you Absolutely. went and you did all these reviews, you read about all these altcoins. It's like, you know. It is weird because I did all these you know, why Bitcoin, right? and uh, I ended up at the end being more of a fan of Bitcoin than I was before I did all the reviews. I used to be a really big fan of Cardano. I mean, I still am. I like Cardano because of the money-making aspect. This made me a lot of money, but at the end of the day, I'm not as... I used to be a huge cheerleader for ADA. I'm not anymore. I don't like to go around the groups you know, touting. I love Cardano like I used to do. I was like a noob back then. I was just, I liked the project and I ran with it. It's got, I mean, if Cardano works out, it'll probably be a decent project, but I'm not as convinced about it as I used to be. I used to have, uh, I used to not have a lot of respect for Bitcoin and I can't even tell you why. It's just probably because I thought it didn't have the ability to make me money like a cheap coin would you know what i mean whenever i first got in i yeah. thought oh if i buy this one cent coin it could go up to ten thousand dollars and i'll be rich and you know it doesn't always work that way of course and it's one of those things where you learn through losing money a lot of times that what you're doing isn't the smartest thing and uh after all those coin reviews i still think bitcoin is the best and there's a reason for that it's got a lot of great that's right. You know, it's it's the only it's the it really is the only one that is truly censorship resistant. It's decentralized and you know, well, it can't, you know, Charles Hoskins came out the other day and he said that uh, Cardano was going to be like 100 times more decentralized than Bitcoin. But that bothers me because it's like talk is cheap. That's all he's done. You got to produce something and prove it to me, you know, because uh, Bitcoin's already proven itself. It's, you know, if, if, if I think it would have to be hard pressed to tell me something that's more decentralized than Bitcoin. Yeah. And not only that, but the reality is, is that like, you know, there's a lot of these people that throw these numbers out there and they, they have absolutely no frame. You know what I mean? Like there, there's no frame for these numbers. Right. You know, I think like it's how, how would you, you know, how would you even know you're a hundred times more decentralized than exactly. Bitcoin? Exactly. It's just one of those wild guesses you kind know? of thing. And, uh, it really is. It's all a matter of opinion at that point because there's no way he's going to be able to prove that. You know. No, exactly. So, um, so you know what? You uh, recently, if I'm not mistaken, you also started uh, moderating a different group, right? Uh, Crypto Coin Trader. That, that, yeah, that's I, a pretty long-standing, big-time uh, crypto like crypto group. Yeah, they're they are they have about one hundred and fifteen thousand people. That's pretty that crazy. Are part of the group, and it's a very big group. And uh, Joe approached me about I'm going to say about three months ago, and I've been an active member there. I'm always if you have I know you've seen me, but I know most people maybe they have or haven't. But I'm all over the groups all the time i can't shut up so i'm sorry if i bug you but the uh cct i was over there and i you know i try to get along with people and help people out and joe noticed it and he asked me if i'd like to be a mod because they were looking for a mod and i decided you know what? i don't mind yeah i'd love to do it so you know it's been a 
it's it's not all fun in games. It's like you really have to make some decisions you'd rather not do. You know, like I don't like putting people out, but you know, if they they're gonna install members or something, you just gotta do what you gotta do. You know, that's one thing about being a mod is you gotta sometimes you have to be the bad guy. You know. Yeah, exactly. You know, unfortunately, you know, you got to put people in their place when you're doing that position. But I have learned a lot, and uh, it's also a good group to be a part of because there's so many people, and I get to know, I mean, like I've met a lot of people in that group that are very smart, or um, for instance, I met a guy named Dustin. I'm going to start writing for his website. So, I mean, I'm making a lot of connections just because I'm in the group. You know, it's like a, it's it's really good for me to be a part of that group, not only because I'm helping my, but I get to help people. People are helping me. I'm learning how to, I'm trying to learn to trade and it's called crypto coin traders. So there's a few guys in there that know how to read a chart. So. Yeah, exactly. And um, just to, just to go back on something, you know, there's, you know, you're, you're being asked to, you know, start writing all these articles and, you know, and, and to, uh, to moderate these groups. And I think it's really what's, you know, what's important is, is that, you know, a lot of your writing, you know, a lot of the, uh, the lightning articles that you wrote, the Bitcoin articles that you wrote in, you know, in, in the different groups, they're, they're objective. You know, you're not, uh, you're not pushing a specific narrative that's telling, a, you know, a story from one side, you're explaining a story as the information is available. So it's just, you know, it's obviously, I think it's important because especially on, on Facebook, you know, I discussed this with, you know, with Ash Rolston as well. Um, you know, there's, I think there's way more noobs that come to crypto and Bitcoin on Facebook and then, and they just get their asses handed to them rather than noobs that come to crypto Twitter. You know, like I find crypto Twitter has like a more seasoned type of, you know, Bitcoiner, number one. And number two, even if they're shit coiners, they're like a more seasoned shit coiner, you know? You're right. I mean, uh, Twitter is, Twitter's more the hardcore traders. You're not, uh, I noticed I didn't even get on Twitter and mess around until I got more into Bitcoin and stuff and actually wanted to, because I noticed some of the bigger, uh, bigger names in crypto, they don't mess with Facebook. They like, Vitalik Buterin, for instance, you never see him, uh, post on Facebook. He's always posting on Twitter, though. You know, I've even had an interaction with him. I was so excited when he responded to me. I was like, ah! <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, like like you said, it's a more seasoned investor that is on Twitter, it seems like to me anyways. And Reddit's the same way. You know, I've uh, noticed that whenever I'm on Facebook, I meet a lot of people that are new to the space and you know i like meeting those people because i want to help them get into bitcoin i like to help people and uh you know i want uh, i've met a lot of cool people doing this you know i've i've helped loads of people open a coinbase account and get started and i, I never want to look like i'm doing it for the what do they call it you know where affiliate link or whatever i never use that you know i should but i never do you know i just I really am excited to get people involved in the space. And, you know, uh, by the time they're done talking to me, if they're not excited, something's wrong with them. Oh, definitely. And <laughs> and unfortunately now, like as we know, right, because of Coin, you know, Coinbase hired the uh, Neutrino team. You right. know, obviously now, you know, we it's been a while already. Even before that, they're, they're kind of crappy. So I, I always tell people, um, you know, 
Cash App is the way to go. <laughs> so, right. I mean, there are a lot. But of yes, it, it, we we had to onboard base. somehow. You know, Coinbase has turned into a juggernaut almost. They're so big, and they, you know how uh, they just have a lot of power that we're trying to, that at least from my point of view, we were trying to avoid in the crypto space, you know, with Bitcoin being decentralized and stuff, to put so much centralized power back into a company like Coinbase kind of bothers me. But, you know, Coinbase is taking a business model and running with it if they weren't doing it somebody else would and it's hard for me to blame them because if i were in their shoes i would be breaking in the money as well so uh i use coinbase not on a right i mean all the time but i i do use it occasionally i i don't use coinbase pro i rarely uh you know i mean i i just i prefer binance over any of them i don't know i I have used other platforms, but Binance is just easy. It's kind of user friendly, so my preference. Yeah, I um, when it comes to the exchanges, I I don't leave anything on the exchanges, so I don't blame I mean, you, Phil. I you don't know, blame you for that one bit. But if I'm going to use an exchange, it's it is going to be uh, it is going to be Binance because unfortunately, you know, as as you know from 2017, I I have. I have a bunch of shit coins that I haven't gotten rid of that I'm just waiting at this point. They're either going to go to zero and they'll die and go to, you know, the Bitcoin graveyard, uh, not the Bitcoin graveyard, but the crypto graveyard <laughs> or, or yeah. I'll actually, or I'll actually get to, uh, I'll actually get to sell them. And I don't get me wrong. I, I don't, I, I do have a moral problem with that or an ethical, I guess an ethical problem with that because of course you're just selling somebody your bags. But then again, you know, and this doesn't justify it, but somebody sold me theirs, and I happily yeah, bought them. Yeah, don't feel bad about it, Phil. They'll get over it. But I, you know what? I happily bought their bags. So That's right. you know, it's like, is it really like, happy, is it really man. that bad? Eventually, is it really that bad? So, anyways, <laughs> I, I don't know. It's terrible, right? <laughs> but hey, uh, like I said, and knowing my luck, if I gave them my bags, they're going to increase in value tenfold right when I hand them to them. So I was going to say, my luck, unfortunately. Is very similar, and I kid you not. Like I'll never forget. Like this was like back in 2017, like before as Bitcoin was running, let's say from 3k to like 12k. So mm -hmm. like everybody was starting to freak out, and um, I remember there was this uh, coin called uh, this token. Maybe it's a coin. Uh, First Blood. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I I don't remember the uh, the ticker of it, but I, I kid you not, man. I, I sold it, and the next day it went up like 3,000% in the next oh, 48 hours. It bothers you. It bothers you. You can't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, dude. I've had a few times where that happened. I mean, even just recently, ADA went up quite a bit. And once I had it forever, you know, and I was sitting there holding and holding and holding it, thinking, when am I going to be able to sell? And it finally went up like 50%. I'm like, all right, sell. Well, it went up like another 100% after that. I was like, what was I thinking? But, you know... If you can't walk away with 50% profit and be happy, at least eventually be happy, you know, you could be upset you sold too soon, but you got to be happy with 50% profit because that's, I made that overnight basically, you know, and it's just, if you got to know when to stop, otherwise you're going to get burnt, you know, you don't want to watch your profit disappear. No, exactly. You don't. And you know what, uh, to be honest, to your point, you know, like you don't want to watch your profit disappear. The reality is, and I, I think I, I don't recall who said this, but 
I, I totally agree with it. You know, had I have less Bitcoin today than I started with, you know what I mean? Like as a right. result of as a result of shit coining, I have less Bitcoin. And, yeah, and and if I simply would have just bought Bitcoin and held it from the day that I started buying it. I'd be in a way better forget about financial position because I don't care. I, I don't really look at it like that way. I in terms of my Bitcoin holdings, I which are my ultimate goal, I, I'd be in a better I'd be in better shape. Now I completely understand that there's traders that can, you know, make money and, you know, increase their Bitcoin holdings that way. I unfortunately am not I'm not blessed with, with doing that consistently. I'm not either, Phil, <laughs> and I'm trying to learn. I'm not I'm nowhere near a pro, even though my trading view account calls me a pro. I'm definitely not a pro, <laughs> only because I paid for the uh, package. But there's a, uh, I, I have a lot to learn, and uh, you know, I'm I'm in the process of learning from some really smart people. Ash is helping me out a lot, and uh, you know, Todd uh blackburn he has a lot of videos on youtube that have really helped me a lot not to mention you know all the basic files like uh baby pips or whatever all that stuff is really it's all culminated into one uh mediocre trader which is me i've uh <laughs> i made a few good calls like I, I you made some good calls i mean i made one on eos i told everybody it's gonna go up when it hits the cloud and uh Everybody said, no, the volume's low, the volume's low. And it was just nice whenever it happened. And I was like, whoa, it went up 15%. And, you know, everybody was like, damn, you were right. And it's not like a matter of being right or wrong because you're never going to always be right. But when you are right, it's nice. You know, it's like uh, sometimes you can see something's going to happen most likely. You know what I mean? There's a, there's times in trading when you have – I don't think you're always fully sure, but you can say like, Oh man, I'm 80% sure this time, so I'm going to pick a position because you know your chances are better. You know, uh, like other times I look at the chart and I'm like, man, I don't know if this is a good time to buy. So, you know, I won't buy at that time. But there's a, you know, whenever you see resistance coming up and stuff like that, it's just, you can uh, assume what's going to happen. It doesn't always work, but that's what trading is all about. It has a lot of luck involved in it as well. Yeah, I, I definitely, uh, I definitely agree. You know, there's the you got to You know, you got to be cautious in in trading, and you also have to be uh, honest with yourself. And it's also important to take emotions out of it. I notice like exactly a lot of people. Right. You know, if if you're going to if you're if you're going to do it, then you have to have like no you have to have no emotional attachment to the you know to the underlying security, regardless of yeah. whether it's a cryptocurrency you know, or a stock or what, well, an equity. So, but yes. Yeah. Like even with the, like, for instance, I took a position in XRP. I know y'all are probably like ready to hang me right now, but I saw an opportunity and at the end of the day, my goal is not to help XRP or gain XRP. It's going to, I want more sats at the end of the day. I want more Bitcoin. So Every all the profit I get goes directly into Bitcoin. Like I put, let's say I put a hundred dollars into XRP, and it goes up. I got one hundred and fifteen dollars now. I'm gonna take that fifteen dollars and buy Bitcoin with it, you know, and I'm gonna keep doing that. 
until I want to exit the position if I see another coin that I like. But like I said, uh, all these coins, I mean, we call them shit coins. Not all of them are shit coins. But uh, when you invest in them, I don't think you, or I think you need to understand that they're not as liquid as Bitcoin. So you just always got to understand they can well, go down 50% in one day, you know? So you bring up something very important, right? They're not as liquid as Bitcoin. You know, as a result, in terms of a store of value, any altcoin that runs to be any <clears throat> chain, any actual chain besides Bitcoin is, is completely susceptible you right. know, to attack due to their illiquidity. So right there, if you know, like it's right there, you you know, if you're if you're storing your value in it, I mean, don't get me wrong. I think, you know, you have better chances, you know, with, you know, with something like Litecoin, you know, but yeah. but for the majority, the majority of these altcoins, uh, I just anyways, I, I just don't see it. And then even less for the tokens, I fully agree with you, you know, bro. even even less for the tokens. Right. Because as I we know. Coins are just worthless. I mean, I'm, I've done over, over 100 coin reviews, and I'll exactly. tell you right now, most of these coins are worthless. They have no use case. I could sit here and name 100 of them off, but why would I do that? I mean, most of them are like that. So, I mean, I'm no computer scientist. I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know exactly what all these coins do. But from the coin reviews I've done, like I said earlier, I still... I'm a bigger fan of Bitcoin than any of these coins I've done a review on. Now, there are coins that I like. I mean, like, for instance, I did a coin review for a coin called, uh, damn, I can't remember what it's called. But it, uh, it's a VPN, you know, it's a coin that you can mine that you use the coins that you mine to pay for a VPN. So you can, you know, be private on the internet. But uh, it's cool because there's no... Um, KYC or anything like there is with a traditional VPN where you have to pay for it or whatever with your credit card. So it's nice because this actually is an anonymous VPN where there's no way to trace you. You know what I mean? If you pay with the crypto, there's use cases like that that are interesting to me. Other coins that have, you know what I mean? Some coins just absolutely are a bunch of mumbo jumbo on a white paper that tries to confuse people, you know, and uh, into buying it, you know, that's how I bought my first few ICOs. I just looked at, you know, I looked at the project a little bit. It was just a bunch of fancy words, you know. I mean, hell, the price is, looks awful, you know what I mean? I bought it for eight cents. Now it's not even a cent, you know. To your point, I um, I also made the ICO mistake back in 2017. I mm -hmm. bought a, um, and I'm not going to name it because there's, there's just no point in giving them any publicity, um, yeah, you know, but like they was the same type of thing and it completely drained in value and it was, you know, it became just another shit coin, which now trades on multiple exchanges, which I don't even, you know what, I, I don't even pay attention to where I have it. I'm not even sure if I have that wallet anymore. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, anyways. I had my uh, ERC20 wallet on, I think it was. Uh, my ether wallet and you know i have a this the password or whatever to get into it somewhere but it's not even worried doesn't even worry me like every time i look at the price it's lower than it was before and that's my mistake you know uh like i said sometimes lessons cost money and the lessons that cost money are the ones you learn from really and that's how i've learned a lot of my lessons because i'm too stubborn to ask for help and after all that 
losing money and losing profit, I decided, you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna learn this and I'm gonna stop this. And I've actually done a lot better since then, but uh, I've also tried to help people along the way. I don't want people to make the same mistakes I did just because they're too stubborn to ask for help, you know. Yeah, that's right. It's a very good point. So, um, okay, let's uh, let's talk about, uh, you know, there was one paper that you wrote or an article that you wrote on Facebook that I found really interesting, uh, specifically the one about, you know, who is Satoshi, right? Yeah, I like that one. That was, all, you know, it's all speculation and stuff, but it's a lot of fun to do with it. You know, a lot of people enjoy it. So, I mean, obviously, like, you know, you know what's going on right now with, uh, you know, Craig Wright and Hoddle and Knott and, you know, uh, Peter McCormick. And uh, I, I'm trying to think of all the other people that he, quote unquote, sent letters out to. So, I mean, we're not we're not going to get into that discussion, but right. um, sticking back to uh, to your article. So, look, um, who in in the end, because I always like I, I always wonder. Right. So. So who do you think it is in the end? I mean. It's like, you know, you, you did all that digging and obviously, you know, we've got, you know, Hal Finney, Way, Way Die, um, you know. Yeah, uh, and I'm still doing it. You know, I, uh, I was going to write a part two, but I started to end up sharing the individual uh, as I was in Because I was doing like, instead of doing the whole write up, I was trying to focus more on each individual and making a quality write up for each one of them and then putting it all into one paper. But I got kind of sidetracked. But. I have done quite a few guys. I think I've done like five or six guys, but uh, the, I will say that I'm still not convinced any of them are Satoshi, but uh, I do know one thing. I'm going to say it. Ash is Satoshi. <laughs> I read that post <laughs> when you did that too. <laughs> you know that somebody somebody actually went and started to ask her about it. Oh, man, dude. I'm going to stop saying it then so... because they're probably hassling her, but... I mean, she's the closest thing I know to it. Hell, she's very brilliant. But I know that uh, I'll say from the write-up I've done and the guys that I've written about, I think Hal would probably be – Hal or David Kleiman, they're uh, they're both interesting figures. Yeah, David Kleiman is definitely interesting. So is Hal. Yeah. But, but Hal you know, received the first transaction. With the lawsuit or whatever, his family uh, – because Kleiman passed away or uh, – can't even remember exactly what went on, but uh, I do know there's like 350,000 Bitcoin or something that's locked up until 2020, and that's what this whole lawsuit's about. Is oh, climate. that's okay. Yeah, so they can't. Craig Wright can't cash that Bitcoin out, even if he were to have it right now, because it's locked up until 2020, apparently. So that's his big surprise, because he's been he, he's been alluding to the fact that like. All the naysayers are going to be, you know, they're all going to see how, you know, they were wrong in 2020 because I guess he gets access to these 350 Bitcoin. Well, the thing is, is it's not really uh, 350,000. Sorry. He, uh, he can't just access that money because it's under a, a court order that, you know what I mean? They're, they're still trying to figure out who owns it because it's not, uh, from what I understand, there was no written contract or anything between him and. Climbing, which is a shame. They should have had a written contract. They just didn't understand Bitcoin was going to get as high as it did. You know, they when they were doing this and they mined all that Bitcoin. At, I mean, three hundred fifty thousand Bitcoin was less than like a ten thousand dollars. You know, it was it was way less than that. You know, so they weren't even thinking that 
Bitcoin was going to be as big as it was. I'm not going to sit here and pretend Craig Wright didn't have anything to do with Bitcoin at the beginning. But he's a serial forger, and he's been caught doing it, and it's hard to believe anything somebody like that does. You know what I mean? Once somebody does something like that, your reputation means so much in the crypto industry. And if you ruin your reputation by doing things like that, uh, you know, it's going to be hard to get it back. Oh, yeah. I, I, I completely agree. It's, it's very, very difficult. Pardon? Hey, Tim, did, hey, uh, did we lose you? Hold on. You're breaking up. There? Oh, yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Okay, I'm sorry. You must have been breaking up. Okay. Can you hear hey, me? I can hear you. I can hear you. Okay, cool. Yeah, so no, I, I just noted the time, so we'll just cut this part out, so don't worry. Yeah, that's um, all good. Yeah, but anyways, we're we're actually um we're actually uh, let me ask you this. Um so you know, you're not you're not like a computer technician or anything like that. Like what are your you know, what are your thoughts? You know, I, I always like to ask, like, you know, what are your thoughts on, on the Lightning Network? You know, have you have you downloaded a Lightning wallet? Have you tried it? You know, the uh, my experience with Lightning has been purely through you, Bill, because I pay so much attention to what you do. And, you know, I'm just not like, uh, I'm not intrigued by Lightning. I'm just not very, uh, not a computer scientist is what I always say. I can't, I can probably figure out how to do it. I just, it's been one of those things where it's like, I have a lot of other stuff going on. So I kind of just put it on the back burner. I do, I am interested in participating, especially on like, getting a node and stuff i'd like to maybe get a casa node or something like that in the near future because i think it's pretty cool but uh at the end of the day my thoughts on lightning network as a project it's doing what it is advertised you know what i mean it's not uh like it's it's working as advertised it's just like it's supposed to i just don't know the effect it's going to have on the network as a whole i think that it could attract users so it might even itself out as far as, you know, people always complain, oh, there's not going to be any transaction fees. So, and, you know, and it's like the microtransaction fees. They're just saying that won't be enough for the miners to stick around. But it's one of those things where nobody knows. This is an experiment right now, and it's growing like wildfire, and it's intriguing. I really am impressed with it, and I think that it could be successful, but it needs to be adopted by something big like I'd say Walmart or you know somebody big were to adopt it that would be the ultimate success for Lightning Network not I mean not necessarily for Bitcoin Bitcoin's already a success but Lightning Network's a different issue it needs something like that I think to cement it you know yeah that's that, that's definitely uh, very interesting um, and I'm not saying other coins have that other coins don't but Lightning Network a lot, or let's say, I mean, there's a lot of anti-lightning network in the uh, sentiment in the Bitcoin Cash community. I noticed that because I'm all over the communities, all over Reddit and stuff, and I can see they don't like it. And the reason why is because it, it's a direct competitor with their speed. You know, they always tout how they're faster than Bitcoin, they're cheaper than Bitcoin. Lightning network is faster than Bitcoin Cash and cheaper than Bitcoin Cash, so that's why they don't like it, you know? 
but there's a lot of work involved in it too. So it's one of those things where it's just a second layer. Even if Lightning Network were to fail, it doesn't necessarily mean anything to Bitcoin. Bitcoin's still a success. It's already a success. So, so I I, I do just want to add one point though. Um, you know about the uh, the fees as well. Um, the uh, the idea that the idea that miners aren't going to get you know aren't going to get those fees. It's it, it's actually false because essentially what happens is is that those transactions okay they eventually have to settle on chain yeah of course so it's you know what i mean like so at the end of the day you're simply moving that bitcoin around on a second layer and then settling it after the fact so i mean the the same it's going to be the more use there is on lightning network the more transaction fees are going to end up trickling down i mean that that's just that's why uh you know totally makes sense exactly the same thing you just told me it said that lightning network will bring more users which will in turn bring more transaction fees because they're uh you know it's a Adding more users to the network, they're always going to have to close their channels. They're going to have to do this or that. You know what I mean? And people are going to want to take their money out of the channel and use it for other things. And, uh, you know, eventually Lightning Network will be to the point where you won't have to do that all the time because you'll be able to, like, I'll be able to hook up through you to pay this guy or he'll be able to hook up through him to pay me. You know what I mean? And it's one of those things where it's an experiment and... It's uh, working and advertised. I think I have a lot of uh, I have a lot of hope for it. I think it's going to make uh, an option where Bitcoin is fast, just like everybody complains. Bitcoin's so slow. You know, it's not all about speed for me. I think that uh, going to this grocery store and having to wait an hour is asinine. But uh, that's what the Lightning Network is going to solve if people mass adopt it. Like. We hope, you know what I mean? Like, definitely, like, we hope, you know? So, it's just one of those things that's, I feel like it's an experiment. It's working as advertised, but it's got a long way to go. Yeah, it definitely does. And it's making some really good headway really quickly. Right. The Watchtower's implementation. He goes, if you, when we're in the middle of a bear market and everybody's like, oh, the, uh, you know, Gloom, doom, every Bitcoin's dead, and D's like, if you want to see green candles, go look at the Lightning Network growth, you know, and I, ever since he said that, I've always said it myself, you know, he's, he's exactly right, it's been blowing up, even during the bear market, it was still exploding, and it's in, it's encouraging to see uh, something like that growing in the middle of a bear market. I'll, I'll tell you, you know what, to your point, um, just to give you an example, I put my first node online for about uh, maybe six or seven months ago. Um, that's the, uh, I, I put the, uh, the Casa? yeah, that's right. I put my Casa node online. Okay. That was my first one. And I didn't have, I didn't have somebody from a hub, you know, like, let's say, you know, from another, not even a hub, but another node connect up. It took a little while, you know, it took a little while. You were still on, I mean, beginning, basically. Well, people had actually had, to your point, yeah, I think I was in the beginning of the more uh, where the node is becoming easier to work with, but people had already had their lightning nodes, if I'm not mistaken. There were some people who already had something going at least eight months before me. Sorry? 
they were making their own like you did on that one. Oh yeah, exactly. So that that's exactly my point. Like when I did the Casa Note, uh, it took a little while before I had a connection. You know, before people, before I actually started to get connected right. to other nodes. You had to find somebody, huh? But with the now like you know i i got these two other nodes several months later and the node and the you know the network has grown exponentially well i could tell you this the second i mean within an hour that i put bitcoin on each of these nodes mm -hmm. i had already one channel going and the oh, more wow. bitcoin i put the more channels i end up getting so it's yeah. it's very interesting like the the amount of you know the amount of traffic that is starting to build on on the lightning network right and there's always going to be those naysayers but it's like i said it's an experiment and i think it's been successful so far uh, i agree I know. with your uh with your post i've learned a lot more than i would have and uh, that's why i always call you lightning man dude you know all about the lightning network and like i said everything i've learned pretty much has come from your post and i sure appreciate them because you know i like to learn all about these projects like that lightning network is uh very interesting. I really appreciate that seriously, and I'm, and I'm humbled. And you know me, like I, uh, I, I know that I know nothing, so I, I really appreciate that. <laughs> so. That makes two of us. That makes two. Of us. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, all right. Uh, do you have any? I mean, before we uh, we wrap up, do you have any uh, any final thoughts? Anything you want to share with uh, with the listeners? I mean, dude. Uh... I'm really excited about the market right now. I think it's looking like it could pop off. You know, it's a, I'm not, I don't think we're going to see a three week explosion of $20,000, but it's nice to see life in this market again. And I'm excited and, uh, I just enjoy being a part of it. You know, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that, uh, I get to meet more people in the space. I really enjoy the time I've had here so far and I hope, uh, people are, not sick of me yet so <laughs> okay so um let me ask you this because i'm going to post this in the show notes but um how would uh, what's the best way for people to uh, to reach you i'd say through facebook you know the uh just get get a hold of me on facebook that uh just my name is tim pace t-i-m-p-a-c-e just look me up uh i'm more than happy to answer any questions you have I, sometimes i have so many messages on facebook it's unreal but uh, I always try to get back to anybody that has genuine questions. You know, I always ignore the scammers because they're all over the place. But I do, uh, I enjoy talking to anybody about Bitcoin. And if you need help, and you're more than happy, I'm more than happy to assist you. Just send me a message. And if I can't answer you, I'll find somebody who can. That's awesome, Tim. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on the show and give your story. I think it's really awesome, and I think people can learn a lot from it. So thank you very much. Hey, no problem, Phil. I enjoyed it, bud. Cool. We'll catch you soon. Yeah, see you later, bud. I hope you enjoyed my interview slash discussion with Tim Pace. If uh, I'll put his details in the, uh, in the show notes uh, to contact him. Um, and as for myself, if you want to contact me by Twitter or Telegram, it's at CoinIcarus. And if you want to reach me by email, it's funwithcrypto at protonmail.com. Catch you all next time.